What if these things can read our minds? This is a safe sex zone. Simple, beautiful fish. Good night, campers. Turn on, tune in, talk movies. Welcome to the video cult. All right, you know, I feel last few times it's been a little debaucherous. There's been a lot of like puking in cabs, mm -hmm. yelling in theaters, turn around and watch Mary Shaw. I think I <laughs> turn hit us with the cum <laughs> I'm glad turn that I get to. <laughs> I'm glad I get to spread that out there to more people know because that was amazing. But uh, I figure we're gonna boil this down to a, mm -hmm. a mostly universal experience. Nathan, when did you lose your virginity? Oh my god. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think I was a, a bit of a late bloomer. Uh, I was 18. I was 18. My first real serious girlfriend in high school. And we were together for about six months, maybe seven. Uh, went to prom and, and did all the that kind of fun stuff. And yeah, that would have been just before high school ended. So I got in under the wire. <laughs> barely yeah the, yeah so so very normal very abc yeah. family oh. the camera panned away and you lost your virginity Dude, and that, then that's the what i'm morning. here for, yeah that's what i'm here for on this show i'm i'm here to bring the normality i you, you guys need to true. to have someone here to center things mm -hmm. so you guys can can go off and puke in cabs correct, and stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. gavin did you want to participate you know what fuck it sure um, I am also a late bloomer, like Nathan. I didn't really lose my virginity until I was like 18. And it was a magical moment with a friend of mine in a closet at a party. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. It also, um, it was also like the main thing is like, oh, damn, I do like girls. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't like sure that, before that I wasn't sure it. before and then I was like oh maybe I'm bisexual and then uh, I was like oh okay <laughs> oh this penis thing oh, I'm just gonna throw this away that's just <laughs> that's just the part we cut off and throw in the garbage <laughs> yeah and then although I did have some hetero like I guess heterosex in college but it was it was just mainly like drunk like <laughs> flopping that was the experiment that was, that was experimenting the experiment. in college. That was me You're like, experimenting I, in college. I like all these other fucking weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, okay. Time for all right. Josh. All right. All right. So, let, me, let me just let me just strap in. Let me strap in. Okay. <laughs> so I was go. I was fourteen. Oh. I had just turned fourteen, um, and it was m kind of me and a friend of mine who were friends with these two girls who were friends with each other, and we had sort of paired off in that way. And uh, he was uh, going to be, this is how young we are. He was going to be sleeping over at my place that night to play GameCube. Oh but my they, God. they were over watching movies with us earlier. And me and this girl decided, it's like, let's, let's just, let's go do it. Let's just go upstairs and do it. And so we went upstairs to my room. And uh, of course we're 14. So, and we don't have a lot of time. And we're like, okay, the quickest way we can do this, let's both pull our pants down to our ankles, not completely off. So things are already getting awkwardly acrobatic. Um, we did use protection. I wasn't that That's dumb. good. That's uh, good. So we did use protection, but in the midst of it, 
Well, most of our clothes are on. <laughs> uh, the friends downstairs started yelling up because we were supposed to walk both of the girls home because they lived in another neighborhood. And Aww. so the other girl was downstairs going, hey, guys, we got to go in like five minutes. And we just like didn't respond. I was like, we got to It's like three minutes. We got we got it. We really got to go. We know how much time it takes to walk home. And then we didn't respond. And I was like, guys, like one minute. I was like, shut up. Just stop. And so all the distractions and the awkwardness of it all did didn't finish, as, as one would say. And so pulled my, we pulled our pants back up. Me and my buddy, we uh, walked the girls home. We came back. We were going to settle in to play uh, GameCube, going to play some X-Men Legends on mm-hmm. GameCube. I went to the bathroom. I pissed all over myself because I forgot the condom was still on. <laughs> <laughs> like, honest to God, blow up like, 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 you know, when you like try to cover up a tap and it just, brrr, it was oh that. And I, I fucking everywhere. <laughs> so all right. That's, there's that, Josh's first time. What a payoff. I love I this know. story. I, I love this story. Yeah. I think I also had Marvel, like that Marvel Oh, X Men Legends. Yeah, it was like Diablo Marvel on rails. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, what are you guys put up to? <laughs> um. Well, I just worked for a whole week, like well, five days. Um, I was working um for a company out of Vancouver. So basically they were directing in Vancouver and I was shooting in hell, like in Dartmouth. So Mm. yeah, it was, it it was actually, um, yeah, it, it was fun. What was it that you were shooting? (laughs) Uh, it was canoeing and kayaking. Like there were like races and Mm. it was like the nationals actually. Um, it got released on YouTube and CBC Jam. So nice. Oh, that's Just, sick. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that happened. Um, there were some some trials and tribulations, let's just say. <laughs> Which like, camera were you on? Were you like a close up? Were you just like kind of with a wide well, track? I was I was at the finish line and essentially I was like covering like at first they wanted me to zoom in and like follow like the winner and then zoom out so I can catch like the rest of the canoers or kayakers, like sort of crossing the finish line. And then it's just, everything just kept changing. So it was like, <laughs> as it's it like, does, as it does. It was like one of those like productions that, um, you know, they they might have had their reasons to direct in Vancouver, but I feel like sometimes it's, it's called a plane ticket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I can't really I, I don't want to say anything, you know, because I want to get hired by them again. <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it was it was a bit of like a challenging production let's just say well it can be doing remote stuff like especially when it's like you're coming in with new people because like i'm working at global Mm -hmm. and there's no directors there it's just you're just hearing a voice coming in from toronto the cameras are controlled by him as well robotically in toronto Toronto. yeah and you know but they've had a lot of time to grease those wheels and figure out Mm -hmm. what works and cover their asses and stuff when you're bringing in a crew of people you've never met face to face and trying to you know 
you know, figure out what the space looks like just through their cameras. I can yeah. imagine that's challenging. And so, yeah, there's going to be a lot of changes that come with that. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, <laughs> yeah. And then one camera didn't work. Other cameras didn't work. So we're just like, we're oh, like yeah, kind of running awesome. around being like, what the fuck is it not working? So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it, it's their cameras. So mm. they, they actually shipped it to Halifax. And um, what kind of cameras were they? Were they like big cameras or were they just like those JVC ones? Uh, the JVC ones, the ones that we yeah. used in Neg. Um, OK, yeah. the one I had, the viewfinder was kind of broken. So mm. like a, <laughs> like like a breeze would go and like it would close. And so I'm like ho- trying to hold it open and like trying to like mm. zoom in, zoom out, because like usually when I film like with sports, I, I like to use a, like a remote. For the oh, wide and everybody does, and, like, yeah. Recording. Yeah, it's it's like a lot easier. So you can just like <clears throat> do this and all that stuff. And then <clears throat> with um, also like my tripod kept sticking, and I was like, Fuck it. like <laughs> I I would leave you like because like I like to gently like move it because you you try to be like not choppy but like nice fluid motions. But I was like, <clears throat> I would have to put like a lot of force into it. Oh yeah. And then, it was just, just like, and then, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> a pain. Yeah, Nathan, what have you been up to? Uh, I've been on a kind of a series of self-directed deep dives into After Effects and uh, SEO, just nice. trying to learn more about it. And it's it's kind of one of those things. I, I've After Effects is is going swimmingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the learning on SEO is a little bit more complex and weird and deep but those have been kind of fun i'm in this state now where i'm i'm going out i'm networking i'm still waiting to hear back from uh some folks for for contracts and things Mm -hmm. and so i i'm really working right now to kind of up my production values on some of the stuff that I'm already doing. So mm-hmm. the fitness videos and things, I'm making new assets for them and that kind of thing. So it's, it's a lot of just me, you know, working at home, watching the world go by. Don't get out. It's something tangible lot. though. You're working yeah. towards something like you got, yeah. you got some bits and pieces. It's not like, what's that like a uh, parks and rec episode. I don't know if you guys watch parks and rec where he's oh, yeah. unemployed and he's yeah. like making the game of cones or whatever. And he's just like, <laughs> Oh, this is nothing. And sweeps it into the trash. Cones like, of Dunshire. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah, I, I love the uh, the stop motion when he's first oh, out yeah. of work, too. What did a press person oh. make this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one second. Yeah. Yeah. I compared yeah. it to Avatar. Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. funny. So that's, that's kind of what I'm up to professionally. Um, and then personally, my wife and I went f- with some friends uh, just this Labor Day weekend for a little day trip down to the valley for a little wine tour oh, nice. yeah oh, again, yeah so i mean it was another wine tour story from <laughs> from nathan I, although uh, uh, i don't know if the first one's aired yet or not i can't remember when you told us about the other wine wine yeah story. i have no idea at this point uh, yeah oh. <laughs> all right i'll be careful <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> shut up josh 
So that that was a lot of fun. It was it, it wasn't uh you know, it wasn't a, a professional wine tour. We just went to a bunch of wineries and drank a bunch of wine. It was nice. good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. perfect. So. Yeah. yeah, and they got a cat that day, which was also Aww. fun. Yeah, from the SBCA. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. A drug and leak the go older to the cat SBCA. Or the younger cat? A uh, younger cat, just a year old, I think. She's she's this kind of orangey thing and uh she had she had kittens. She was like a teenage cat mom. And mm. yeah, the a lot of the discussion that day was over what to name her. And I'm actually not sure what they settled on, but there was a lot of food names thrown around. I, I think they should pick one of the cast of Teen Moms, the MTV yeah. show, wherever the hell that it's on. Because I immediately, <laughs> once you said Teen Cat Mom, I was like, that's a show. We yeah. got a writer strike going on right now. We can start a reality show about Teen Cat Moms fucking yeah. making a killing. Yeah. Actually, my cat Penny is a teen cat mom. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Before yeah. you got just her? From getting out, just from getting outside, or was it like an intentional courtship? I don't know. I mean, she was a barn cat before I got her. Uh, so I don't know what sort of shenanigans coming up. So I don't know I should, who she, she is right now. I should say that the, the cat actually came with a pretty good name because she's orange and her, mm -hmm. her name was cinnamon but oh. she had two kittens and so they named the kittens when they were born toast and crunch oh so there's part of me that thinks you can't really change her name now yeah because i, I kind of love good... cinnamon toast and crunch yeah that's so cute yeah yeah i remember i had I, we had to well not had to but it just felt necessary because of the temperament of the cat but we when uh, me and my ex-wife got a new cat and it was uh told to us that it was uh, a lady cat. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were like, well, let's call her Barbara Gordon, like fucking Batgirl or Batwoman or whatever. And we'll just call her Barb. That'll be good. And the cat ended up being half Maine Coon, got big really fast and had a big pair of fuzzy nuts. Uh, and we were <laughs> like, well, this doesn't work anymore. This cat is too stupid. It just, uh, it just, it's not, it, the irony doesn't even work on it anymore. So we had, we changed the name to Garrus. So for any of the Mass Effect fans out there, Roll Dog Garrus. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Before I got Penny, her name was Gala, which is no. Yeah, I don't love it. <laughs> no, it's yeah, not we a were, name I've ever heard. Before. We're just like we're like, what are we gonna name this cat? Because you know, I was like looking up like Greek goddess names. I was like, I don't know. Like that seems kind of cheesy if I do that, but. Yeah. I mean, do you want to be another girl with a cat named Freya? Yeah. No. <laughs> and then I was looking at her, and I was like. She kind of looks like a, you know, like like a penny, you know, when when they get like super gross and like oxidized like a little bit. <laughs> okay. So that's I, why I named her Penny. I love that. I love that. You're like, you know, when you go into the closet, you got a fucking old coffee tin. There's like some crushed, like someone went to the train tracks in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all fucked up. Yeah, let's name her after that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's pretty great. Yeah. So she looks like a little penny. But yeah. she's. Uh... I, had a, I, had a, I had a dog that we named Indiana Jones, so we just called him Indy. But when oh. you'd watch either the first or third Indiana Jones movie and you've got fucking uh, John Reese Davies like shouting Indy, the dog would fucking snap over to the TV. <laughs> Some, he would go over and like sniff where the speakers were on the TV and inadvertently Aww. turn the TV off, trying to figure out what was going on. That's so cute. <laughs> Oh my god. He was a good dog. Desperate to kill himself though. That that dog loved <laughs> chocolate. 
loved eating weird shit. Like he was a runt. So like they were not sure if he was going to live and he didn't live as long as normal. Like he only lived to be seven and beagles can usually be like 14 and turn into old tubs of butter. But uh, (laughs) he just like everything he tried to do, he like got any liquor he could get his hands on any food, (laughs) snatching chicken, whole chickens off the table, like legitimately. The first time we, we, we had him for like a week, my, my dad brought him over to my grandmother's place and the and the, the guy that she was with at the time, he was sitting in the living room with his legs out, glass of wine, that dog beeline right into the house, right into the living room, ran up his leg and then just started licking out of the, the wine glass <laughs> without any other introduction, just started drinking the wine. And, and years later, my dad is a musician, so he was always playing in like bands and stuff. He'd be out late, come home from a show and he'd come in and he'd be like, well, I'm going to make myself a peanut butter sandwich and have a beer. And the way that the house was laid out, uh, the door to the kitchen, you could kind of see like where the stairs disappeared into the upper part of the house. So Indy would always come and be peeking around there in to see what we're doing in the kitchen. So he'd see him look and make it a peanut butter sandwich. So my dad would make him a peanut butter sandwich, too, and give him half a beer into his fucking bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh so the dog was just the dog was like hooch from turner and hooch he was just a <laughs> drunk that just tried to steal food and yeah. eat chocolate and do fucked up things oh my god do you have any did you have any childhood pets nathan oh my god too many too many, too many. childhood pets uh yeah during my childhood we we had a few dogs, but two at once, Snapper and Spud. They were Jack Russell Terriers. Oh, and they oh, were brothers. That's a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah, it was a mistake. It was a <laughs> real mistake. Just, well, we just got like the... just like the sadness in, in Nathan's eyes. It's like, yeah, it's uh... yeah. <laughs> the uh, so we got them. They they were brothers. We got them from the same litter, which was kind of strike number one. Uh, and they they grew up with this thing where both of them were kind of always trying to assert dominance over the other. So they were constantly <laughs> fighting mm-hmm. over everything. We had blood on the walls every Christmas until Jesus. we figured out that we couldn't have stockings for them. Because what would happen, <laughs> one of them would, would post themselves under the stockings. Oh my God. And then when the other one would would come around the corner, you know, it'd be all <laughs> fighting and gnashing of teeth. So, yeah, there was at least four Christmases, I think, where oh, we Jesus. had blood on Christmas because of those two. Yeah, they were wild. So was this everyone's stockings? Like they wanted to guard everyone's stockings or there were stockings for the dogs that had things in there that they were aware of? Yeah, there were stockings for the dogs. And oh, okay. there was just like, you know, bones and, and treats mm-hmm. and things. And yeah. honestly, we should have caught on a lot sooner, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so Spud was, uh, he was the classic kind of white Jack Russell with the patch on his eye. Hmm. Uh, he was a legitimate <clears throat> psychopath. Jesus. He was scary. He didn't growl. No, he didn't bark, Mm-mm. but he he only had like one setting and that setting was murder. Uh, he he was <laughs> kind of terrifying in, in just the Jesus. fact that he was like he was that quiet, brooding dog. Uh, he l- loved us, but he hated every other dog on the planet. You couldn't have him meet any other dog. Uh, Snapper was fun. He was gray and, and he was ornery and grumpy. But he uh, he was a little he was a little bit more sane. Like he didn't really want to fight other dogs. He'd fight Spud because they were there and they were brothers and they probably wouldn't kill each other. But uh, he he wasn't super uh, aggressive or anything like that. Uh, but he hated me. 
because Jesus. he was really my mom's dog. And oh. he, there was that rivalry there that really shouldn't have been there. How dare you take away affection yeah. from me? <laughs> yeah. And the worst part was they were really picky eaters. So my mom would use me as motivation for Snapper. She'd be like, oh, Snapper, Nathan's coming. He's going to get your food. And of course, like, I'm just there being like, I don't, I don't want this. Because then he'd turn and growl at me as he ate. <laughs> just like chewing. And, nom, 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 nom. and uh, it, it got worse oh as he got older, too, because he needed more and more drama. So I would have to like she would get me to play along and I'd have to like creep towards the kitchen. And then he would he would kind of <laughs> run out, scamper out, growl at me and then run back and quickly eat his food. My uh, yeah, I think I think I have a weird relationship with dogs in my life but yeah yes. uh, I, I love that we started out this episode with you saying that you have to be the normal one I, I do. <laughs> yeah. and now, now we're here to keep the baseline <laughs> yeah, pl- yeah play acting for for insane dogs yeah yeah. Oh, man. <sighs> yeah i had a i had a husky when i was a kid and another before, a lot of energy dog mm-hmm. yeah sorry <laughs> sorry Okay. They usually come in threes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, her name was Chimo. And what my dad would do is sometimes if we were having like eggs in the morning, like if it was like a weekend, um, my dad or my mom would make like an extra egg for the dog. And so, you know, he'd put it down and then like my dad would just start like touching the dog. And just rowling up while she eats because she's like, just like growling. (laughs) Yeah. And oh my God, she would drive my dad up the fucking wall because um, she would, because Huskies just scream. She would scream and then my dad would like, like, get fucking go in the backyard. So he'd do that. And then um, what was it? And then she would just start digging holes. Like, our backyard was just a bunch of craters because, like, this dog would dig a bunch of holes. And my dad, <laughs> it's just like they laugh because my dad would just stand in the, like, in the window <laughs> in our kitchen, just, like, staring daggers at the dog. <laughs> Not saying a word, but you could, you could sense, like, this anger and hostility and resentment towards the dog in that moment. Just... Like, real, real Beethoven pickup shot. Like. Yeah, just like, just like, just coming from my dad, and my dad's just like, st- like standing there, just like <laughs> for like minutes, and my mom would be like, she would just actually just like, um, be, like poke her head out, and be like, Jimbo. Stop it! And the dog would stop. <laughs> dad is just continued to stand there. No, because your your dad was like halfway through designing Rube Goldberg esque traps for the yeah. dog in his <laughs> yeah. mind, and he has to he has to finish it right. He's got to he's got to get to the payoff. Yeah, yeah. And my mom's just yeah. like, stop it, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> oh man. Huskies are so much. There's two Huskies mm. who live in my building and they're sweet, sweet dogs, mm. but they have full on temper tantrums anytime their owners leave. Yeah. And they live on the opposite side of the building than us. And we're like a two story building, 10 mm. apartments. And, and yeah, they couldn't be further from us. And if they're having a temper tantrum, 
I can hear them through the pipes in our bathroom. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I can't imagine living right next to them. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Just. Pets are weird. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I don't think Huskies like are like good, like apartment pets. Oh, they're definitely like, not. No, because they scream and all that stuff. And you're just like. They also you, like, I, shed and they're huge. Oh, like, yeah. They're just, I, yeah. 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 Yeah, my my I have a buddy and he grew up in the valley, so they had huskies, but they're all out like they're all mm-hmm. outside. They had like a huge thing for them outside and stuff, but they were all kind of rough and weird as well in their <laughs> own country way. Yeah. That there was like only one he could interact with and he'd go, like everyone was scared of it. So like to freak people out, he'd go in and wrestle with it and like <laughs> elbow drop the dog and stuff, but like the dog <laughs> loved him, so it didn't matter. Yeah. Um but like just yeah fucking i don't know I, I don't know how far down the rabbit hole we want to go with pet stories but i'll i'll tell this one quickly this isn't mine but this was from when my dad was young so my my his brother my uncle came uh, was going to university here in this city for to be a, a doctor and he went back home uh on a break and uh <clears throat> someone came to the house and told them they were like hey we we saw your cat get hit by a car and run Aww. into the into the bushes there's this little black cat called rusty and he went out and and went to the bushes and the cat was all freaked out and and when he was trying to get it clawed his arm all up and stuff trying to get it and they managed to get it into like a box or something and take it to the vet and they were waiting at the vet and they they couldn't save the cat Aww. and uh he he went and he got uh he had to go to the doctor to get like his arm looked at because he got absolutely clawed to pieces and this is his first day back so like after going through all that, going to the doctor, going home, he goes home and he lays down in bed. My grandmother starts yelling up the stairs, Doug, Doug, Rusty's alive. Look what I found in the laundry. He went downstairs. The cat's sleeping in the fucking laundry. That was someone else's black cat. So Rusty lived for many more years because Rusty Aww. did not die. <laughs> Rusty's like, hey, I don't know what you guys are freaking out about for. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just like w- just waking up. What? what? <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! Fuck! Uh, if you guys are watching the 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 YouTube version, the video version, you'll see me playing with my shoulder because I had to help my girlfriend move recently, which was a whole oh. experience. Uh, they're tearing her apartment down, but that now they keep saying they're just renovating, and they were like. They were they kept saying to her, they were like, oh, no, you need to clean it and we're going to do a walkthrough at the end. And I when I showed up there, I told her I was like, we're not doing anything of the sort. I'm not mopping a floor. They're going to tear up and and cart out as construction garbage. Like nothing is staying in this apartment. The fridge barely works like it's a fucking gross. Like the apartment went downhill in the last little bit, especially when they knew they were tearing it down. There's like cockroaches and stuff. So she hasn't been staying there. She's just been staying with me. So it's been a process of packing to make sure there's nothing in the boxes and keeping them away from things. So having to move all that. And it was like I had to do it after work. So I'm like. Uh, and the elevator's super small, so it was like, I'll just do it. You just get things in the in the hallway. I'll take them down and put them in the truck. So I'm doing most of it myself. And I was like, maybe we can just get the fuck out of here and leave the keys behind. No, the super's like apartment is like right windows right where the truck is parked and i can see him looking at me every time i go by and he's just like watching jeopardy or some shit on TV. <laughs> um but uh, eventually we did get out of there we told him we were like we're not fucking doing it and just gave them the keys mm-hmm. 
and then found out at midnight that uh, her storage unit is not 24 seven. So I had to hang on to the moving truck for another night and do it all in the morning and then <laughs> oh, get rid of no. the moving truck. So it was a whole ordeal, which sucked. Uh, but that being said, what movies has everyone been watching? <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a fuck about movies? Smooth as butter segues. I love mm-hmm. it. You guys get started. I'm going to go to the bathroom, but I'm going to keep the earplugs so I can hear you. It's a new fetish. Don't worry okay. about it. Okay. Right. Well, I've seen like one thing here, so I'll start <laughs> off and, uh, okay. and hopefully it'll be fun for Josh in the bathroom. Uh, so I went, uh, Dee and I went and saw Landscape with Invisible Hand, which is a oh. little indie movie that was in theaters for about 15 minutes uh, two weeks ago. And it's a kind of science fiction drama, a little bit of comedy. Really, really interesting, though. It's um, about a, a high schooler. He's a aspiring artist. He is um, in kind of this dystopian version of some American, you know, suburb. And uh, what's happened in the film is that aliens have come to Earth and they're wonderfully weird little things they look like uh someone crossed like a naked mole rat with an ottoman so they're kind of these rectangular things they've got little little feats that they they walk the size around of on. an ottoman or yeah like... they're about the size of an ottoman they're very oh, small gosh. yeah uh but they're they're hyper advanced and uh so they've they've come to earth uh, under the auspices of you know lifting us up and and having us join their i think co prosperity alliance type of thing but in actual fact, what's happened is because they're they're so advanced, they're able to kind of take over all of Earth's industries because they can do everything so much more efficiently and and effectively. And it's it's kind of a f- I don't want to say like a friendly occupation, but it it's by this point it's five years after the these aliens have come, and there's jobs are are almost gone right most of the jobs are are being assistants to these aliens or or in some kind of service to them um and there's uh, an upper class of people who live on these floating cities and and the lower class that live in the basically where where we live now except everything's going to shit and except everything's going to shit well, okay yeah. <laughs> everything yeah. is more shit than it already has so give it like five years and we're, yeah. we're there yeah and uh yeah so it's it's a really interesting story he basically he meets this this girl and her her family who are kind of just moved there they're living out of their car he uh without his his mother's permission kind of tells them to stay in the basement and so there's a lot of drama around that um and he and this girl start dating but they've she has the idea to uh, basically broadcast their their dating life, their courtship, because the little aliens don't have any kind of understanding of love. Like they reproduce asexually, but they find it really fascinating. Like it's a novelty to them. So it's it's like a big streaming thing for them. And uh, so they'll donate money. And so it's kind of uh, the story focuses a little bit on how their relationship goes off the rails because of of these alien watching and them having to be performative about their the relationship it's a honestly it's it's a weird little snapshot of this dystopian <laughs> world and it, it encompasses a lot of different things i don't want to go into too much detail because it really is very very good um 
So if you get the chance, I I don't I think it's already out of theaters because it it was just a little indie thing. But if you get the chance, yeah, it's called Landscape with Invisible Hand. Uh, the title's a little bit weird, but it's uh, throughout the movie there are you see his the teen his paintings, and he's always got kind of these very artistic names for them. So and that's that's one of them. But uh, yeah, highly highly recommend it. It's it's a lot of fun. It's very different from any sci-fi dystopian movie I've ever seen in in ways it's a little too realistic you're just like hmm hmm interesting because <laughs> uh, it, it, it does have a bit of a, a message to it but it doesn't hit you over the head with it like it it, it is more just kind of a subtle commentary on on certain things um, but yeah it's it, really really good awesome cool. Gabby what about you any new movies or old uh, movies revisited well I rewatched Saw for the first time in like a decade. I haven't watched that in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not as gory or it's It's the least gory. It is. It's like and it has like the traps are just like it you could tell it's like the very beginning of what they think cuz like when you think of Saw now you think of like all these insane traps and all this stuff. Like oh, to, to, to making a callback to having reference Rube Goldberg, they turn into more Rube <laughs> yeah, Goldberg type yeah, stuff. Yeah. Whereas in the first one, it's it's oh something's just happens to be just out of reach. It's more of a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely like more frightening sort of sense of like oh you could be trapped in this like disgusting cell for like until you die, which is. Mm. But it has uh, was a Carrieulis in it, and. Every so often, his British accent will slip out. <laughs> but he always talks in like this, like gravelly. He's like, "I'm a doctor." <laughs> when he was, <laughs> and then um, you have Lee Winnell, who is, I think, he's also the writer of Saw Two or producer. He's definitely directed some of them, and probably as a writer, he was kind of. I think it's like him and James Wan were sort of like the yeah. the ori- the originals for yeah. It. Uh, Definitely, like with those two, it's it's just the acting's not as good. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. and if I was like a lot of like the saw like mo- like movies, it becomes more and more like almost like a soap opera because it's just like, oh, he's he's uh, Jigsaw's dead. Now he's alive in a flashback. Now he's alive. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, he's this just a memory his, scene. This was his apprentice. Oops, yeah. this whole movie took place at the exact same time as this movie. Like, yeah. yeah there's, it, this, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, this is their apprentice. Well, then his new apprentice kills this apprentice. And then actually, <laughs> this guy was the apprentice the whole time. So it's just like, it becomes like such like a weird, like, soap opera-esque cop procedural. And definitely. Yeah, I feel after three, they sort of lose the point, too, because after that, there's so many traps that are unescapable. Yeah, and that's sort of like the motive of one of the the apprentices that like you can't get out. And then it's yeah. like pointless. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> really, that really, really bothered me watching the later movies mm-hmm. because yeah. it was just like, no, 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 that's not fair. This isn't this isn't this isn't how you do saw. No. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, I was mad on the behalf of Jigsaw. I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, but also, I, I like, think one of my. Oh, go ahead. Oh, thank you. Um, like, one of the things, like, I just, like, where I was like, Jigsaw has such shitty motives, too. He goes, like, 
Oh, you do drugs. You don't take care of life. So I'm going to put you in a bear trap mouthpiece. <laughs> and then, and then, then you won't be a drug addict anymore. Or he's like, for one of the kills, he puts a, like this uh, guy in a barbed wire, like trap. Um, where if he doesn't like crawl through like this, ba- like this barbed wire, like tunnel, um, he's going to be trapped, like entombed in this room for like forever. And then, so he's just like, the reason why the guy's in there, because he's just like, you you decided to slit your wrists and all this stuff. And I was like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so you're yeah. teaching him a lesson from like having like a depressive, like extremely low moment of his life by putting him in a fucking barbed wire like trap. That's, that's going to teach him like the value of life, I guess. It's all very narcissistic, abusive parent thing. Yeah. Like, oh, you think you think you like smoking? We're gonna smoke this whole carton of cigarettes. <laughs> you think you like yeah. killing yourself? Well, here you go, fucking kill yourself <laughs> or don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's fucking awful. So now all I can picture is a parent. You know, <laughs> bursting into the room of their suicidal teen and, you know, they see the exacto knife and they said, oh, no, no, no. You you want to kill yourself? They sit down, they pull out a revolver and you're like, now we're playing Russian roulette. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what that's what we got to do now. Yeah. It's like you failed your chemistry test. <laughs> now you have to now you have three three bottles in front of you. One's water. One's like acid. The other is poison. You've got 60 seconds. <laughs> so, <laughs> punishing them for like the most trivial things. So, yeah. So that just saw, that's it. That's right. Just diving into Saw. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I don't think I watched any new movies. I started watching the new Indiana Jones movie. I need to finish it. Dial of Destiny. Oh, I was okay. enjoying it. I think the only thing, like, plot wise, I like it. The thing I don't like about it is, uh, CGI lighting Ah. movies that really lean into CGI lighting and it's like gold colored like there's a it's weird and like unrealistic and it's like so there's a look to the movie that I'm not a fan of that I've just been like this is wearing on me over two and a half hours (laughs) Uh, but I I think the the plot holds well with uh, other Indiana Jones stuff the opening was great Uh, so I do want to finish it but I've, I've yeah I um I had to get a new TV. I had a TV that I got from a friend that he got at a thrift store. Uh, so I had to like actually order a new TV. But I'm a weirdo with a VCR that my laptop is currently sitting on right now. <laughs> uh, and new cheap TVs that are smart TVs only have two HDMI ports and nothing else. So I had to find a TV online that wasn't smart that also had AV ports on it. So I could still watch the copious <laughs> amounts of VHS yeah. I have, which I did manage to do. It was delivered. It's fine. It's an okay TV, but I was able to watch Terminator 1 and 2 on VHS uh, recently. Um, The Terminator 2 VHS and something that I was like, as I was buying VHS, I was questioning. I was like, man, I remember trailers on every fucking tape I ever got my hands on. There was always trailers on them, copious amounts of trailers. And I found out that the reason all the ones I'm getting don't have trailers on them is because there's a separate license and it'll say it on the box. It's like this movie's licensed to just show the movie. You can't show ads before it. And that was kind of like buying them for like home use because movies, even in like the early 90s, were like almost $100. 
like to just buy one movie for yourself. That's why video rental stores were like the tits. So <laughs> I have a copy of Terminator 2 that is like from a rental store. It's a pre like a previously used kind of one. And it has like ridiculous fucking commercials on it. I recorded the commercial and I'm going to send it. I'll send it to you guys. And I'm going to probably because I mentioned this once this episode comes out, I'll put it on our TikTok. But it's a commercial about like, oh, you're going to want to watch Terminator 2 over and over again because the special effects are so good. The actors in this commercial are the worst actors ever. <laughs> it's the blandest line reads of just like the dad like rewinding. He's like, I got to see that again and like and then it's like the trailer voice and it's like you can get a previously owned version from your video retailer and then the mom just being like oh wow and then it's like shows some scenes from the movie and then the teen son going way to go arnold and i'm serious that's about as close as i could get to the line read and i'll send this clip to you guys it's fucking phenomenal and then also before the movie started it was like stay tuned after the movie for information about the t2 fan club and merchandise that you can get so as soon as the credits started i was like fast forward fast forward <laughs> i got to the end it was just a one like one commercial for this jacket that apparently everyone on set got that had like leather sleeves and terminator 2 embroidered in it it was a nice. shitty jacket and in this commercial from 1991, they were like, send us $240 and you can have this jacket. It's an expensive Whoa. fucking jacket. Wait, what's what's so, what's $240 in 1990 money? I don't think it's uh, probably like $470 or something like that. Like it, it's like not quite double, but like close to it. Hmm. So but you, uh, rewatching Terminator 1 and 2 was pretty fun. I hadn't watched the first one in a while, and it's good. It's like a horror movie. You know, it's got the slasher tropes. I do find it funny. It's like Stan Winston, like, kind of phoning it in towards the end, because when it is just the skeleton Terminator walking, you see it from, like, here up, and it's clearly just on a broom handle, because it'll go, <laughs> like, to look at stuff. It looks like Army of Darkness with the fucking skeletons. And I was like, okay, we could have had a turning torso there, Stan. What, what are we doing? <laughs> um, but the uh, second one still looks great. And it, and it really kind of made me sad about certain directors like mm. James Cameron or uh, Steven Spielberg, people that would try to do things in real life. They would do their best to like, OK, we're going to spend X amount of the budget just setting up this set piece where we're going to blow up a bunch of cars and a plane flies through. There's a helicopter like and everything just being CGI from directors that like knew how to kind of handle a big scene like that is mm. kind of depressing that I'd, I'd like to see them try to do you know, something with all real effects now, Yeah. you know, but uh, it doesn't happen as often. You do get movies like that, you know, something like uh, Fury Road had a lot of real stuff driving around in the desert, you know, yeah. and things like that. So and then obviously Tom Cruise is really selling it with, with all the <laughs> stupid shit he does in movies nowadays. Yeah, I think one of these days with Tom Cruise, we're going to hear that he's in a horrible accident. Because like oh he, yeah yeah because he <laughs> yeah. decided Traction to jump Tom Cruise they call him yeah because like he crashes his plane he knows a he knows a fly fly fucking jet plane yep. yeah <clears throat> that man's yep. insane Arnold Schwarzenegger learned how to take off and land a Harrier for the movie True Lies oh so oh, the wow. scene where he takes off that's actually him doing it and that's Damn. what I say like there's a there's a movie magic that is like kind of lost but. Like, I, I, I've noticed some movies trying to do it again, but mostly mm -hmm. Tom Cruise. Like, I saw Top Gun Maverick in theaters, and it's great. And when you look at how they made it, they had all those actors in jets. They just had them in, like, a different seat and then yeah. pretended that was the front seat. So all these shots of them being like, oh, shit, and, like, doing crazy turns and stuff, that is them doing it. So oh, it, it looks good, and it, it'll hold up for years. 
Yeah. Also, I looked up $240 in um, today money. It's $561.33. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, there's a pack of nerds out there that have that jacket, I'm sure, just sitting yeah. in a box yeah. somewhere, hanging up in an old closet. I hope yeah. the fan club did well. I love a good fan club. Yeah. Did you guys I, belong yeah. to any as a kid? No, I didn't. No? I missed the boat on that. I feel like yeah. that was a, a yeah. like an 80s thing. Like yeah, I, 80s, early 90s. The, the fan club was still alive in the 90s because I belonged to the Goosebumps fan club. I love it. I Yeah. I do remember I, all I the books advertising that. it. Yeah. yeah. So I remember you got a Goosebumps comic mm-hmm. when you joined the club. You got a keychain that had one of those like little lithograph things on it, lithograph stickers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like one of the the Goosebumps scary faces. I think it might have been the um, oh the, the the book about the mask, like the, oh. the yeah the evil mask, the, the evil mask that like that you can't take off. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. I think it might have been that. Uh, and then you got some like some cheapo goosebumps merch i think some pencils and stuff mm-hmm. and it was supposed i was supposed to get stuff every month but the goosebumps fan club folded the month after i joined oh no <laughs> so i only ever got one delivery of my sweet oh, goosebumps man. like no. made in china crap and, and that was it join, it was join, joining late yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 were you so were you so obviously nathan's a goosebump guy but uh, Josh, were you a goosebump or are you afraid of the dark person? Uh, a little both. I definitely had some of the goosebumps books, um, but I don't ever recall a time like early on where goosebumps was like airing. Like, cause I, I think like when I saw goosebumps, the show, it was a kid would have a tape and they would bring it over and that it would be like as intense as if we had just put on child's play, like the dummy <laughs> one, whatever it's called that. I remember being super intense, mm-hmm. but I, uh, didn't have cable uh, and are you afraid of the dark would air on just like not on cable. So I saw that a lot more, mm-hmm. but most of the time I would just be flipping through the, whatever three channels that I had and then see the fucking, like the swing set in the intro. Of oh, are you afraid yeah. of the dark? And have to change the channel to psych myself up for the rest of the intro <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually get to the part where the kids are talking. And I don't know if I like, very rarely did I ever like watch a full episode as a kid. It was like years later when they were like rerunning on like mm-hmm. the fucking Disney Channel or whatever that I would see it. Yeah. Well, you would have but, been uh, really I, young. I, would say like I was kind of into airing. both. Yeah. 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 I, I was into both too, but I think I was a little bit older seeing both. Um, mm. Are You Afraid of the Dark was, it was so good. Like yeah. for what it was. Yeah. And I don't think it was high budget at all. No. But it was really, really good. No. I, I enjoyed uh, that. And, and Goosebumps, Goosebumps was fun. The quality of the episodes I found really varied. Mm. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I remember there was one with a giant worm that was like, that was pretty cool. There was a giant worm <laughs> effect. But then there was like the one where I think they had the remote control that was like changing the channels on people and making yes. different personalities. That mm. one was dumb as fuck. <laughs> yeah. 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 I bought um, when there was like a like a book fair happening at my elementary school, I bought this giant stack of goosebumps. Oh, nice. Mm. And yeah, so I had like the goosebump books, but I think I really watched with the exception of like the mask episode of the goosebumps. Um, I usually just watched like, are you afraid of the dark? Mm. Although I don't really remember much about, are you afraid of the dark? 
I just remember them like sitting around the campfire and being like, I have a submission for the Midnight Society. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah. It's the part that stands out the most, I, probably because mm-hmm. those kids were all the same. So it was the only consistency. Yeah. Or I shouldn't say that. There were there were actors in the story similar to Goosebumps. They would use the same kids uh, all the time and in different roles and sometimes in the main role. So mm-hmm. it was like, is this the same person sort of thing? But yeah, it's it's like outer limits for kids. Like you can't yeah. always keep track of what they're always doing. Yeah. <laughs> It's also can, uh, Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry, Afraid of the Dark is Canadian. Yeah. yeah. Uh, filmed, I think, in uh, Richmond, British Columbia, and the greater Montreal area. Nice. <laughs> okay. Sheesh. 40,000 channels, and only 150 of them have anything good on. Well, since we're already on TV, I haven't been watching much TV, mostly because of the, the TV having to replace the TV. I am still... Uh, plugging my way through uh, Buffy and Angel, nice. uh, but I'm doing it in car- chronological order, so I have to skip over and watch like episodes of Angel and then watch episodes of Buffy. And Angel's in a weird period where it's like we're not going to do Monster of the Week episodes anymore, despite being a show about a <laughs> private detective. We're only going to talk about his interpersonal drama and the weird fucking satanic child he gave birth to. <laughs> he gave birth uh, to. Well, no. The, he like he got another vampire pregnant and oh. then the baby was like grew to a point and then wouldn't grow anymore because it was dying inside of her undead body. So he had to stab her with a stake and she like dissolved into nothing. And there was just a baby laying on the concrete and he took the <laughs> baby and now he's trying to raise it. And yeah, it's weird. So it's a lot of that and not Monster of the Week episodes. But Buffy gave me some good Monster of the Week recently, but um. Um, once I'm done those, I'm going to just go right into Stargate SG-1 because <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't watched it a long time. My girlfriend's never seen it, so I'm going to do that. But other than that, TV hasn't been too big. on. I, I need to watch uh, Only Murders in the Building. There's a bunch of episodes of that out, so I want to finish that. But I've, I've only just barely started the first three of season three. I've been looking for a cartoon show recently to get me through until Bob's Burgers starts up again. I like having a cartoon show for like nights where I want to just have some popcorn and watch something that's like 20 minutes long and just kind of fun. And I I have, I have the problem that like, I just don't really like anything right now that isn't Bob's Burgers (laughs) as far as cartoons go. Although there's, there's one that I kind of fell into I don't know if you guys remember the game Cuphead. I think it came out in like 2016, 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I have it. It's fucking impossible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember when it came out, I was so enthralled by the art style that I, I watched like a full play of it. And uh, that was really cool. And then they came out with a show on Netflix. So I've been, I kind of tried that out. And it's, it's very, um, it's, it's based a lot on kind of the old Looney Tunes-esque type of thing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the slapstick. It's it's quite juvenile. But at the same time, I actually really enjoy the art <laughs> style because they, they made it in that kind of 1930s-esque vein. And so that I've been watching through that. And that's, that's pretty fun. I, I give that one like a solid B. You know, it's got its moments and uh, it's, you know, it's, it's never so stupid that I'm just like, ah, I don't want to watch this anymore. I did try another one, too, recently called Praise Petey. And I don't know who. Praise Petey. I've heard of that. Yeah. And it's it's a a newer one. Just first season was this year and it came out and um, it's uh, let me think here. Um, It's it stars Annie Murphy. Um, from Schitt's Creek. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's she's the main person. And basically, she 
is a New York City kind of mid 20 somethings socialite, right? Kind of the the old romantic comedy trope of, you know, works in a, you know, at a magazine mm-hmm. has, you know, it does her her single life type of thing. Anyway, it, the the basic plot is her her life falls apart and she realizes that her father, who is recently deceased, uh ran a little cult down in like south like Georgia area and so there's this little town that thinks she is like the messiah and so she goes back to this town and it's it's all about like her taking over this cult and trying to figure out what to do with it and that kind of thing i i I only watched the first episode and i know that's never really enough to get a good sense of a series but the animation style just isn't fun like it's it's Mm. It's kind of Is there anything you can compare it to? Soulless? Or? I I don't know. It's it's like a it's honestly like so many shows you see nowadays in terms of of that kind of animation style where there's there just doesn't seem to be a whole lot of style to it. It's very clean. Um it's it's somewhat grounded but not as grounded as something of, of as like King of the Hill or or that was. And it's just uninspiring. It just feels kind mm. of soulless to me. Whereas like watching something like Bob, Bob's Burgers always feels kind of cozy, right? It's got a very cozy animation style. Um, Cuphead looks very different stylized. from a lot of things. It yeah, yeah. It and this just doesn't other stuff. look different from anything else. And that kind of bothers me about it. Um, I wasn't super taken with the first episode. I, I may or may not go back to it. I don't know. Give it another tr- shot. But uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where, where I'm at for shows right now. Just trying to find something animated and fun. Star Trek Lower Decks. Okay, I haven't tried that. I yeah. honestly there's, haven't watched anything uh, past three seasons of it. Now, okay. So. Yeah. Uh, did you say you watched some of it? Or? No, no. I was just going to say I haven't really watched any Star Trek since like Deep Space Nine. <laughs> That's fine. That's all you need because all, all the references that they're making because they, they exist kind of uh, in, in amongst some of the like probably post the TNG movies. So oh, okay. all the references they're making are like original series, TNG, Deep Space. They go to Deep Space Nine at one point and like the actors who played the characters voice themselves. Oh, that'd be so, fun. So, yeah, do, okay. do yourself a favor. Watch it. There's only, there are only like 10 episode seasons and they're 20 minutes. Yeah, oh, it's perfect. super worth yeah. watching. And there's a lot of fun stuff. Like even if you don't know a lot about Star Trek, the humor that they use isn't all self-referential. Mm-hmm. It is really like well written. Um, and, uh, when they do reference Star Trek, it kind of comes off in a, in ways that you can imagine, like what the bigger picture there is. There isn't always something that's like every once in a while, there is like a really deep cut, but (laughs) for the most part, uh, if you have a passing knowledge of Star Trek, you can watch it. And it's really funny. I think one of the guys who was like a showrunner on the first couple seasons of Rick and Morty, he left to go do that. So it's it's kind of, it's, it's, so there is like a smartness to it and and it's clever, you know, but, uh, I, I like it a lot. And nice. of course, I'm, I'm a huge Star Trek nerd, so yeah. <laughs> nice. I will give that a try. Uh, I also suggest um, because, like, when this is released, this is we're in September now. Um, I kind of recommend for like getting cozy for the fall season. Uh, Over the Garden Wall. Over the Garden Wall. Okay, I haven't heard yeah, of that one. It has. It's like a cute, like, little animated um, mini series where it has like Elijah Wood. He plays okay. uh, one of the main I'm characters. Yeah, and it's just basically about like these two brothers who sort of travel into like this weird like um old like pastoral um historical like America, but it's like full of like strange like fantasy creatures. 
Um, it's it, the place is called the unknown. Um, and also, you know, they're sort of accompanied by different creatures. They every, yeah, it's, it's very cute. And it has like a lot of like really cute, like, um, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was me. <laughs> really cute. Like animation styles that like you'd see from like the early days of animation. So, Nice, nice. Yeah, looking at the, I'm just on a Google image search here. It does, mm-hmm. it does look like a very cozy show. I, I do love that kind of pastoral landscape and, and mm-hmm. kind of that. Yeah, it gives it a real fall feel from the images I'm seeing. So yeah, that looks that looks really good. Yeah, yeah, and, I'll give that um, a shot too. Yeah, and oh, uh, Chris Isaac a... is in it too, at some parts, which is he's like a the singer, but he has like a really cool like deep voice. So. Nice. There was that show on Netflix called Hilda. I think that's what it was called. It was kind of like a very it's it's for kids, but it's like a girl in like a magic fox and shit. I think it's called Hilda. It's a very yeah. If you're if you're looking for cozy shows with good music and kind of like not all in your face, that's a good one as well. And then Mm -hmm. She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. Uh, I had a great time with that. Great like long narrative show. Really fun. Yeah. uh, but besides that recommendation, um, I've been watching this, uh, it's like, I just got into like a British murder mystery sort of phase like this past week. And I was watching this series called the barking murders. It's based off of, um, a real, it's based off of a true story where this man, I can't remember his name. What's that good? Barking. But he he's also known as the Tinder killer, uh, okay. no, the Grinder killer. Sorry, because he would always mm. uh, he always targeted um, uh, like gay men. Gay um, men. Yeah, and he he was he's he's paid by Stephen Merchant. I don't know if you guys like know who that is. Oh yes, like, yeah. Oh yeah. Very very tall British dude. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. Yeah, uh, this is my first time seeing him in a serious um role but he he plays the guy with like such a like pathetic aura because this guy was pathetic you know he he he's the is he the killer he is the killer he's the killer okay yeah um and he just (laughs) this one moment because in the series uh steven merchant um he he, like he's wearing a toupee but like you notice like because like the top of his hair, like it's a lot blonder compared to like the sides of it of his like hair. And anyways, he took he takes it off before he goes to court, and you just see like the six foot eight skinny creeper looking out like creeper like grim reaper looking dude just like lurching towards the cop car. And it's just, he looks frightening, but <laughs> it's it's one of those like police procedurals that make you so mad at the police because they did absolutely nothing they're just like oh it's just a drug overdose there's just like and you have like this like the sisters of the deceased being like he's right-handed how did he eject himself with his left hand it was like that sort of deal it's just like the mm. police like just didn't care and like even his neighbor was like hey um I'm my neighbor's been acting suspicious. Like I've seen like 
him hanging around with like, this recent vi- victim and stuff like that. I think I have information. And the police are like, oh yeah, just go down here. And he just like fill out this form and they did, just didn't do anything with it. So it just made me be like, oh God. Hey, Cab. <laughs> and that seems to be a common thread with real the when they do like real stories like that like with ted bundy there's a bunch of that that happened where they're just like oh no we'll give you back this guy who's bleeding and crying and screaming not to go with with you oh that's um that's a ted bundy Bundy, uh jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. yeah 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 it's like this poor like filipino young man just like yeah i mean it yeah, because I'm I'm a bit of a true crime nut. Like I love listening to stories. Um, I don't really like, um, sort of like podcasts that like kind of glorify it. Mm. So, but um, the times when I do listen to like some really good podcasts, I'm just like I sometimes have to take a break because I'm just like, God. Some police are just absolutely useless because you're like, look at all this evidence, man. Or it's just like, there's like a bunch of like people like disappearing or showing up murdered. And they're just like, either they're, which kind of relates back to like some Canadian news that's happening now with like um, the, which province is it? Edmonton? Well, Edmonton's not a province, but oh, Alberta, Alberta, of course, Alberta. Um, just they would like they're not good. They're not searching a landfill, even though there's like so much evidence pointing. Me, like, if you look, you will find <laughs> a bunch of evidence of like women missing and stuff like that. But because you know, the experts actually, ju- I just read a thing where they were like, "Yeah, we figured out a safe way to do it," and they're still blocking them from doing it. Yeah, it's, going in the landfill. <laughs> it's. Yeah, it just makes me so angry because, and then you like hear, and you know you're just like, you bet because if this if if the victim was like a white person, they would go absolutely nuts and try to figure out and all this stuff. But because they're like either indigenous or black or an immigrant or gay or whatever, it's just you know they're seen as like the less dead. As yeah. some true crime. It was like that van life couple. Yeah. Where she went missing and everyone went nuts for like three weeks. Yeah. And then, which is, it's still like an awful story. Stuff like that. Oh, for sure. But, but there is, I, I, the disproportionate uh, manpower to yeah. for one thing to another. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. <laughs> On a happier note. Did you get that TikTok that I sent you that's comparing the Sesame Street opening to Vanderpump opening? Yes. I saw Is that. Is it accurate? Because I don't know what the Vanderpump opening looks like. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty accurate. You know, they're just like <laughs> they're just doing some slow motion stuff. And but I kind of want to see like Big Bird get into like this weird like love triangle with like Snuffleupagus or um, and the, the ghost of Mister Hooper. <laughs> yeah, just like and then like they all get in a huge fight and they just start like. I don't know, throwing glasses at each other or <laughs> start screaming, Yeah, bitch, no, you're a bitch. That sort of deal. So Man, I need to watch more reality show. You're you're tapped into a whole world of drama that I'm oh, not into and buddy, I need to find it. Buddy, <laughs> I need to take a pilgrimage. It's the amount of times I can talk about reality TV show 
would surpass like the time for our TV segment. So, yeah. <laughs> well, we need to do a special because the, the amount of times I've I've been like tempted to just be like, catch us up. What's going on? <laughs> and I know it's going to go off the rails. Like <laughs> we yeah. need to just like to dedicate a whole episode. Just be yeah. like, it's the reality TV episode. <laughs> I've, I've been like, I've actually been pretty behind in watching reality TV now. Um, the latest one I watched was, uh, I love a mama's boy and it's exactly oh what you think of. Oh no. It's, uh, girls dating Italian guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it was a couple of Italians, but like, yeah, it's just basically, <laughs> he's just, I don't know. Um, are you guys mama boys? Do you, do you, I don't know. What's what's the qualifications here? Like, basically, do you kiss your mom on the mouth? Yeah. N- no. Yeah, Nathan. You no, that's your mom weird. On the mouth? No, then we're not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or do you like I don't know, spend every single like waking moment with her, or um, I don't know, just drop everything and go where she's at, or if your mom is like insulting your wife or girlfriend or fiance, like you just stand there. Yeah, I see my mom about no. twice a month, so yeah. <laughs> I think I'm I think I'm probably safe on this one. Right. But uh, yeah. this sounds like a hell of a show, though. Oh, it's it's insanity. <laughs> like, there's one where this woman. I'll try to make it brief because we we're like kind of pressing on time, but <laughs> <laughs> like this, uh, they're planning their wedding, and the bride was like, "Oh, like because our." wedding colors are like a nice navy blue a cream and something else how about like this is a nice blue suit you know and you know like she's like try it on he tried on he's like yeah yeah and the mom was like no 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 he looks it looks too much like you're going to work how would like this gaudy it's awful red paisley silk suit it, it, like it goes. A prom text. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing to do with the colors or the scheme of the wedding, which, like, I don't know about with like you guys or the sense of like planning weddings, like the idea. Because Nathan, you you're married. Sure, you're am. the married one in this yep. group. Um, did you? What did you do for your wedding? Did you just like let D like <laughs> have her like I don't know. D D was definitely the driving force behind yeah. our wedding. Um, but we we did like I, I got a lot of fun jobs. So I, yeah. I made the wedding pinata, I made our Unity Volcano, Aww. I made uh yeah, the wedding topper. I, I got to do a lot of like the fun kind of stuff. Cause we had a bunch of kids at our wedding too. There just happened to be a bunch of young kids in our families at that time. Yeah. Uh so we did a lot of stuff for them. I, I got kind of all of the fun work that was less you know, logistically necessary. Yeah. And then she took on the, the The lion's share of the, the big planning stuff. But we actually had, um, we had, we kind of color coded our wedding too. We had like a nice kind of teal and and orange thing going on. Oh, cute. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was very summery too. So like we had flowers that matched that and stuff. And yeah, yeah. Dee was a, a an absolute machine, though. She made her own wedding dress while she was planning her own wedding. Damn. Yeah, it was a very do it yourself thing. She also baked a ton. Like we we kind of she kind of catered half of the wedding too. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Dee's Dee's baking is insane. Every time mm, like there's like a moment in school where there's like food brought, I'm like, 
Where's Nathan? <laughs> Give me the goods. Yeah. Where's those maniac brownies? <laughs> Give me them. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, in those situations, like, um, you know, I think you're working together, even though, and then, but I think a lot of these situations where you have like the mom stepping in and treading all this, I think a lot of it is just the, the, like, the wife to be planning everything so i can just imagine the frustration and the <laughs> anger i would feel i'm like no no this red does not go with our colors <laughs> for this wedding and you know like you gotta plan you gotta pay the caters you gotta book everything you've gotta like make sure like all the invitations got sent out all this shit and then like you have like your mother-in-law and like your absolute suck of a husband just doing like be like uh okay mom if you think i look good in this then i'll wear it that sort of deal like i'd be ripping my hair out but anyways <laughs> but uh shall we do a rewind i think it's time for you i will say one thing i was also married so oh, I do right. have wedding stories. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but I'll save my wedding stories for another time because right. there's a whole bunch of um, whole bunch of shit that. Happened that's right. There. Sorry, um, it's just like you forgetting that you were married. Oh, don't be sorry. It's fine. <laughs> I, I've never all, been. Less... I think we're both happy. It's over. <laughs> yeah. I've never been less surprised than hearing that you have a whole bunch of shit to talk about with your wedding. <laughs> I was just like, Josh's wedding must have been an event. Yeah. Oh. Well, here's the thing. Let's put a pin in that okay. next cult meeting episode. Hey, I will lead with the wedding stories. All right. Oh, good. All right. Let's do that because I got a bunch of crazy shit to talk <laughs> Let's about. Let's do it. Um, but yes, rewind. Gabby, give us that sound effect again. There we go. Um, I don't think I have too much to say on this one other than I was happy with how the edit came out. Uh, Carrie uh, can't project very uh, well. Like mm-hmm. I, I say that like it's a like a a dig on her it's it is just like some people can't mm-hmm. so yeah. you know um i was glad that we were able to bring her up because when we listened to the raw file she was like oh i feel like i didn't say a lot but then when we brought her audio up she's constantly kind of like chiming in and laughing with us and stuff so i was happy that that she was happy with the mm-hmm. the outcome <laughs> of it afterwards Good. but i i think it just made me want to watch the movie again cutting the clips for it and and kind of re-listening the episode it just reminded me how freaking awesome it is and and such a weird thing that i never watched for so long yeah yeah it was the same for me editing it i actually went back and and did watch a few of the song numbers again because they're they're so fun and and uh silly but that's that's of of all the movies that we've we've released so far anyway that one i i think i had the most fun editing because it just brought me back to to how much fun i had watching and then talking about that movie i think for my money it's probably my favorite movie that we've seen and i love most of these movies right like i'm not mm. a hard i I'm, I'm not hard to please to be honest right i, I never <laughs> seem to have a whole lot to bad to say about the things we watch but this one is is a special one for sure yeah i listened to it this time hey hey i'm actually doing work <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was a great episode um and listening to it and looking up uh, pictures for the uh for the socials i was like what the fuck is this movie like <laughs> sorry 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, it's oh, fuck. My allergies are. They just cut the grass outside like a couple uh, hours ago, and now it's like I'm getting like the essence of grass. So, <laughs> anyways, um, but yeah, it's it looks insane. <laughs> when you guys go on with like what was it, the tiddlywinks? Oh, the tiddlywinks! Oh, yeah, go off about tiddlywinks. I don't even know what a tiddlywink is. <laughs> It's uh, like a little circle, like a clear piece of plastic about the size of a quarter, maybe a little less. Tiddlywinks? That's what it is. Yeah. Is We're it like... back on it again. We're back on the tiddlywinks. Oh, yes. Tiddlywinks. Yeah, I was going to say, you've seen these. I've seen Everyone's these. Everyone's seen them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's... That made me chuckle a lot. Yeah. Um, the five also... minutes... The five minutes we spent on tiddlywinks in that episode might be our crowning achievement so far yeah. on this podcast i i died i died yeah. editing it i was yeah, yeah. i think it yeah. might be the best and, thing and we've then, done especially when it was like you think it's done it starts <laughs> up again you think yeah. it's done and then i said okay he's escaping tiddlywinks go everywhere and you and carrie just like burst out laughing <laughs> uh it, it's such a fun thing to listen to yeah but yeah it, it is a, a good as you said yeah kind of a crowning achievement so far but there's some stuff coming up that we've said mm-hmm. that are yeah, there's some episodes coming that I'm I'm really excited, especially <laughs> the next, especially the next one. But Gabby, if there's anything else you have to say, oh yeah, see. it's um I really liked it. Um, Carrie was really funny, um, and you guys, you all had like a good sort of connection there too. So yeah, it was it was a really good episode. Um, I also like the part where uh, Beef gets electrocuted. Yes. <laughs> and Nathan's just like that's how I want to go okay <laughs> I'm being carried off the stage and people yelling beef 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 <laughs> oh yeah. that could yeah, be Nathan's nickname because he wants to be called beef <laughs> there we go yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know we'll, we'll still work on it mm. yeah workshop it workshop we'll workshop it. it so yeah alright well next week we have, because uh, you were saying this is an episode, a movie that you thought was really your favorite. Uh, of the movies that are coming up that I had never seen before, this was a huge one for me. The Taking of Beverly Hills. Oh, yes. Uh, I love that movie. Because this was one of my recommendations, and I was not sure which way it was going to go. I was worried, like, is it going to like waste a lot of its time? It does not. <laughs> uh, obviously, the episode's coming out next week. You can all listen to it. Uh, I just was checking there. Um, it's only available to watch for free on YouTube. It's not on anything else. Wow. Uh, just Watch doesn't seem to know it exists when I check to see if it's on anything else. So the free version on YouTube is the way you can watch it. Or if you're inclined to other ways, then that's up to you. But I won't recommend it to everybody. <laughs> um, but definitely, definitely worth, worth a watch, especially since it's free. It's an hour and a half. Uh, super, super fun. And I think you can tell just from our energy on the episode, we had a fucking blast watching it because oh, we're just we're high energy the whole episode we just can't wait to talk about what happens next it's so much fun yeah you'll also get josh's benitez joke oh, from yeah. our uh, yes previous episode <laughs> if true. you want to go back then you can have a good hearty chuckle at yeah. uh yeah at that yeah this just is this is a fun one of lore. uh bubble baths tanks it, it a lot of stray Explosions, animals needle it's drops needle yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, there's so many good things about that movie. The mullets. Oh, God. The mullets. The oh. mullets. Yeah. Um. Oh, what the fuck is his name? Calvin? Calvin. Yeah. Calvin. Calvin. Mm. My sweet boy. 
It was sleep yeah. boy. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think we've, I don't think in the movies since or prior that we've attached ourselves so heartily to a character that we've loved. I don't know if there's been a, 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 a new true love since Kelvin yet. <laughs> no, no. Um, but, uh, but that or, I don't know. I don't know. There's a couple characters in the, some upcoming, uh, cult member episodes that we might like like angela angela and she is she is an absolute gem oh no (laughs) i'm gonna bleep myself it'll be fine yeah literally just put one big long bleep over that yeah Yeah. guess what it is or what about about (laughs) yeah yeah all right. Before we uh, before we start fucking flipping our cards around for everyone to make bets, we should uh, we should get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but first, um, weird facts. Oh no! This... I hate that this is a tradition now. But let's oh. see. Weird facts. I feel like the last one wasn't a fact. I feel like it was something someone made up. That was the the scrotum one right the last yeah that was a scrotum fact. one but yeah, that was a couple was, ones ago last one. On that one yeah uh Don't how about one. weird about the male body um oh, that's what we did the first episode <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh, oh wow back to um, the well apparently male babies can get erections in the womb Oh, don't do that. That's gross. That is gross. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what purpose it serves. Practice, I, I guess. I, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They're making their own compass. Yeah. <laughs> There's no sunlight, though, so... Uh... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe those are, like, the weird babies that, like, come out of women and end up being, like... To become a cast member on MILF Manor. <laughs> <laughs> or... Or the Mommy's Boys reality show. Yeah. yeah. It's the same thing. Two sides of the same coin, my friend. Oh, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, everyone. Yeah. Well, with that thought in your heads, uh, we're going to leave you for this week. Hope you've enjoyed this. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. We got uh, the taking of Beverly Hills coming up. Hell yeah. Oh. Do it. Watch it. Hi. Hi. Sorry. One second. There's a special what? guest. Come here. No, fucking come here. Come here. Like Return of the King, we're ending three times. That's right, yeah. Oh. Hi! It's Penny. Hey, it's Penny! She says goodbye. See you later, everyone. Bye. Oh boy. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, join the cult today by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. Help us grow the cult by sharing it with your friends, family, and that chained-up man you keep in your basement. Finally, you can connect with us on Facebook at The Video Cult or on Instagram and TikTok at video underscore cult 666.